Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Sean, by the way, we, uh, Ann and I went to West Elm a couple days ago and started designing the couch you guys have, but <laughs> in a darker shade because we're, we don't have the balls to get a white couch. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> we, they also have, they also have yeah. one in nude, but that's just for them. <laughs> <laughs> we all sat around being like, what a mid, what a mid thirties barbecue this is. We're just talking about furniture and. Have you seen the meme where it's like one day you're young and then one day this is very exciting to you and it's a dish rack that goes like up and over the sink? <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and dream maker, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes, founder of Diversity Tomorrow, because today is almost over. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Yesterday, I was scraping some gunk off my wall sockets with a metal <laughs> fork, and I gave myself the nastiest shock. And when I came to, I had an epiphany. Life is precious. And if I die, I want my son to know the dealio. The dealio of life. And when I came to. I gave myself the nastiest shock. Scraping some gunk out of my sockets. Okay. Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, uh, we'll do our main topic. We'll have our conference room after that. We'll have some listener-provided trivia. Our main topic this week is Michael's Movies. We, That's uh, it. That's <laughs> it. When uh, <laughs> I, I really wanted to do an episode about Lazy Scranton, uh, but... Clearly, that's not enough of a topic for an episode by itself. So we were brainstorming, and we kind of came up with this idea of doing every movie that Michael shows in the office and what kind of happens when you put Michael Scott behind the camera uh, and give him uh, director duties. Um, so we're going to dive into that today and how that kind of uh, how we see those movies all through Michael's time on the show, all seven seasons. 
It's a very consistent thing. There, every at least at least once or twice a season, there's he is producing a video for something, <laughs> uh, be it an announcement, be it a contest, be it an apology, or just pure entertainment. Uh, it's mm-hmm. and and I feel like uh, as they stack it up, it kind of crescendos towards Threat Level Midnight, which is of course his masterpiece. Now uh, we we're gonna. We'll touch on that. We're not going to go too deep into it because we have a whole episode on Threat Level Midnight. So just know that that we're sort of treating that one as a whole separate. That's the only actual mm-hmm. movie he makes. Like it's a real <laughs> movie. Uh, but... Eleven years it takes him. Yep. I was surprised at Eight how years. we just kept remembering more and more movies that he's made. Yeah. Yeah. They come and out I'm a little worried work. that we still forgot some, but we'll see. And given that we're recording on a Monday, we can call this movie Monday. Hey. Oh. Very nice. That um, movie Monday scene, the the most striking thing about that is how unconcerned he is when Jan comes in. Oh yeah, you know, hey Jan, like, hey Jan. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, oh, hope you brought the milk, duds. Yeah, he doesn't even feel caught. It's it's crazy. It's <laughs> wild that he's totally okay with that. <laughs> um, I think a, a good place to start is maybe his very first movie that we see him make. Uh, in the second episode of of the entire show, Diversity Day. Uh, in response to uh, Mr. Brown coming to the office, uh, Michael starts his own company, I guess, <laughs> Diversity Tomorrow. Diversity uh, Initiative, some sort of thing. Who knows yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A show um, company for him to make videos. <laughs> it, Which, it's, it's just amazing that we see how much creativity and the sort of grand delusion that he has about his, his filmmaking vision Contrasted mm. to the whole show being kind of set in the doldrums of the paper company, it's great. like the most mundane place in the world. It's supposed to be a typical or stereotypical office environment, and is contrasted with Michael's, you know, filmmaking ambition and grand vision. Just the fact that he has like vision, yeah, just that alone is crazy. <laughs> um, but 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 we know that. I mean, this is this is a part of his character that comes up very early, which is like I'm destined for larger artistic creative achievements than being the manager here this is simply a step on my way to you know being a comedian and having a yacht (laughs) and to be clear at this point in diversity day michael hasn't expressed that yet but we do see him think to himself that a really good way to spend this time in between mr brown leaving and him delivering his presentation is to shoot a video of himself Mm -hmm. saying three sentences right and then one of the sentences is completely made up and attributed to abraham lincoln (laughs) if you are a racist uh, i will attack you with the north North. (laughs) shout out to one of the original office fan sites northernattack.com yeah i was just because i was just thinking about this deep cut yeah i went and checked the website it's still there nice wow really yeah they're not like updating it but it's there (laughs) um yeah, I, I mean, I think it's like uh, he—you're right. He only says three things, and Michael gets better at editing and post-production <laughs> later. But this is just a one-take movie. But it's—we, I mean, we just learn that Michael thinks it's important to show people a movie, <laughs> show people a video for some reason. It just has more, more importance, more value. <laughs> Honestly, he's ahead of his time. He realizes the value of the short form video uh, mm-hmm. as a way to communicate ah. to his to often his younger coworkers, <laughs> and as a way to. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, 
Michael was probably a kid in class in school who, like, when the teacher rolled the TV out, got very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, he strikes me as maybe he had stricter. I, I don't like. Do you think Michael was allowed to watch a lot of TV as a kid, or not much? I wonder. I think a lot. Uh, I think a lot. You I think, think he was so. just. You think he was just left on his own, like, and watch TV at home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. I, that that's yeah. how I would take it. I sure. mean, he seems to place so much value in like the magic of the movies you know true um, and he d- and he does seem to recognize tropes and certain moves and like things you'd see a lot in in tv i mean i know rhythms we of... we talked about not dwelling on third level midnight too much but uh he does roll out basically every cliche you could think of totally <laughs> yeah well even in the diversity today like the way he walks through the door and puts his knee up and talks like that's something he's seen in some kind of video <laughs> or like he's like oh this is educational i should probably do this move yeah um yeah. In person, he sits backwards on the chair, too. So he's just rolling out every little move he can think of. But yeah. cool and, he, and he wants to be behind, not just behind the camera directing, but also on camera. He's writer, yes. director, producer. Yes. He's everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, he wants and, full control. And we don't know for sure, but Dwight is behind the camera for this? Yeah, almost likely. Very many times. He blames yeah. it on the editing. Yes. <laughs> of course. And Dwight hangs his head. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, I I remember when I first started watching The Office, this was maybe the funniest joke to me. This uh, yes. video oh, yeah. that he makes. <laughs> uh, I, I quoted mean, question it for all you, the time. Sean. Question for you. So let's mm-hmm. say 2005, 2006. Yeah. He's got a... He's got a company-provided Dell PC at work. What kind of software? How is he editing this movie? What's he using to make oh. to make these movies? I was using Final Cut Pro back then. Whoa! But I wonder. So yeah, he probably. Yeah, he probably had that. Because we know that, that he's on the work computer. Yeah, because yeah, we know that he spends a lot of money on things he doesn't need. <laughs> That's true. And Final Cut That's Pro true. is hundreds of dollars. So. He probably he probably bought the full suite. Yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Okay, because he does. I mean, he's doing a lot of editing. We see this, of course, later in the local ad. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he can he's he's a capable editor. Very. I love too very the way much. that they wheel in that TV with that's like strapped to the cart. It's yeah. very yes. like maybe I'm sure I'm dating myself, but. That was like, you know, watching a movie in class, cable in the classroom kind of totally. thing. Yeah. Totally. I mean, maybe Michael is trying to tap into that with all the all of his staff as he's trying to get them excited about something. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear from our if we have any younger Gen Z listeners of like, do they is it like projectors now or like how are you watching stuff in class? I I assume they're not rolling in a TV with, you know, with the blue Velcro strap holding mm-hmm. it to the cart. Like, <laughs> are they? I don't know. I what don't do they know. Do now? Seems like it'd be projectors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I don't knows, know. man. But let's. I mean, let's, I mean, yeah. well, I, I just like. Now I'm just thinking, like, you're absolutely right. There's so many times when Michael thinks that being a good. This is a little off topic, but Michael thinks that being a good manager, like, it, he can only think about being a teacher. He, I mean, his. His surprise is ice cream sandwiches. You know, (laughs) (laughs) these are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he really, uh, yeah, seems to have this this need to entertain or want to entertain or excite everyone with with his 
creativity. Right. Uh, and not to mention that he's got sort of a captive audience for whatever he wants to show them. Yes. So mm. they, they kind of are s- stuck watching whatever he's got, which is, uh, which is another part of it. I think. I know. Imagine the videos we don't see. Yeah, yeah. What's on the cutting room floor? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's like that. Just makes me think of when Pam says that was your best apology video yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh man, I want to see the other oh, apology the videos. Other ones. <laughs> and he's like, I agree. He knows he nailed it. You have one day. His his apology video ends in a threat. Yeah, you have one day. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that one. Shall yes. we move on to the? Uh, uh, from Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah that was the second it, one we had kind of identified. Yeah. Um, in Valentine's Faces Day in Scranton. season two. Faces of Scranton. Yeah, in the present, uh, the financial presentation to new CFO <laughs> David Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Michael shows the Faces of Scranton video. Possibly his most heartwarming work. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. He kind of, <laughs> he does a, he, he's, we see his, it evolves a little bit where he goes from the academic lecture video of Diversity Day and now he's, He's stepping into basically this almost feels like a trailer for a documentary that he's making. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. way he there's a couple shots in it where he's reading off a paper on his desk, but he's trying to make it sound like he's just talking off the cup and he, off the cuff. And he's sort of like, you know, things move a little slower here. Uh, and he's kind of <laughs> uh, introducing everyone in the office and you get a nice little sense of everyone's character. He does a good job at capturing the essence of every character with Dwight's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and the really, really up close on Stanley. But this is where we get to see him showing one of his movies to not a captive audience. Right. Uh, to someone, people who are like, what are you doing? And we certainly, <laughs> um, I mean, imagine being David Wallace. What the first time you're meeting this guy? One of the first times you're really getting to know Michael Scott and he shows you <laughs> Scranton. <laughs> do you think okay so after they show the video uh where michael you know describes everyone and talks about the people stanley's dedication is one of the hallmarks of the foundation of the business mm-hmm. <laughs> that we we're trying to establish and um then they say michael do you have the numbers he goes yeah and he hands them all out do you think david wallace found that endearing at all because we do see that michael David mm. seems to kind of forgive Michael again and again and again in a way that almost doesn't right. seem reasonable. I, I just I wonder if uh, if that has something to do with it. I mean, if he did see it as endearing, it probably cancels out because in the same meeting, it's oh, yeah, revealed he makes that Michael's been telling people <laughs> that he's been sleeping with Jan. So yeah, that's true. Maybe uh, maybe that isn't uh, maybe that isn't secretly endearing to David. Yeah, yeah. but no, I. I I mean, it is, uh, again, it's just, you know, Michael doesn't even question that he should be showing this video. He's very proud of it. Um, I love that he just, you know, he patiently waits to the very end of the video so that you catch the great Scott. <laughs> and he, know, he, he knows oh. that that's there. And oh, he's yeah. kind of, the look on his face, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a title card at the end. You betcha. And, well, it's, and it's Steve Martin and Robin Williams. And a lightning bolt. And a lightning bolt. They, uh, they, this is the first sign where we see Michael's sort of aspirations as a filmmaker, I think, because mm. he said, I thought about entering it at some festivals, but that's not what this is about. Not what this is about. <laughs> I mean, this is so just like, I just want to say, it's like, this is so like, uh, you know, the Greg Daniels 
line, the the flower growing in the middle of the parking lot. I mean, this is just a boring meeting where they're going to talk about numbers and you get this weird dude coming in with this completely <laughs> like edited sort of poetic video celebrating the personalities of the people in his mm-hmm. office. I think I mean, it is endearing for sure. Uh, and you know, honestly, this I think you make a good point, Sean. Like this might be an origin story for David Wallace of why he keeps giving Michael more slack. And like, cause you're right at the end of the day, he's got the numbers, he's got the financials. That's yeah. already, that's also, also prepared. Yeah. And you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't watch that video and go through all that and think like, this guy really cares. Like he really cares about his employees and look, his, I mean, his, his employee retention rate has got to be one of the best in all of Dunder Mifflin. Like he mm. keep, the people stay there they do good numbers, and you just have to be like, look, he he really cares. I've never really met anyone like him, but hey, he he has he gets results as as wacky as he is. Well, yeah. and you get the comparison between Josh, who gives a presentation about how their growth is slightly above their targets, mm-hmm. and Josh is very buttoned up, and then you have Craigers, who's just like, yeah, I didn't really think about it. I thought <laughs> it was more was of like a meet a... and greet yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and uh, then Craigers makes uh, makes the joke, uh, or he alludes to what Michael said earlier. So Michael's kind of in the middle. Um, yeah. I think one thing we should remember, too, is uh, – and, and the point of this is not to figure out why David Wallace likes Michael, but they do move to close Michael's branch not that far after this. True. True. But, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but, but, yeah, and I think as we move into season three, we see – uh, the next evolution of Michael's filmmaking, which is uh, Lazy Scranton, I believe. Yeah, this is the one that we were that we were excited to talk about. Um, I think Lazy Scranton is kind of one of the forgotten gems of The Office. I think, um, in part because the thing that it kind of spoofed, Lazy Saturday, I feel like it's outlived Lazy Saturday a little bit. Lazy, Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sunday. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're Yeesh. right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it kind of outlived that video in terms of being relevant. Like Lazy Sunday That's was one so of true. the was like one of the early viral videos, and uh, yeah, I, I have to imagine that if, if you're a, a younger viewer who's watched The Office, maybe you've never even heard of Lazy Sunday before, or you never bothered to look it up. When I got my video iPod back in the day, I the the first thing they gave you was for free was an episode of The Office and Lazy Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a year later, <laughs> the office is doing Lazy Sunday. Do you guys um, remember the Chronicles of Narnia movie at all? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I didn't watch. No, them. I remember, <laughs> I remember Lazy Sunday. I don't remember Chronicles. I, of I know Narnia. I saw the it, Chronic. but I don't remember what? it very Chronicles well. of Narnia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. This whole thing is such a weird. Like distilling a piece of pop culture, running it up to the next level, distilled again, running it. It's like this triple distilled joke of like it starts at the Chronicles of Narnia and it ends with Lazy Scranton as like <laughs> this thing that lives on. That's what the Chronicles of Narnia has become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just I love that Michael takes it on himself to to create an original piece of uh, movie making for all these people who are, he's meeting for the very first time to explain things about The Office. Uh, mm-hmm. to explain things about Scranton. He loops in Dwight. This, the mm-hmm. DVD case that's on top of the TV says Lazy Scranton, a great Scott production or a great Scott oh, film. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, it's just he's so proud of it. 
Uh, and I just, I don't know. I, I absolutely love it. It's like there are a handful <laughs> of little gems from The Office that I feel like don't get the same sort of um, like remembrance as other things like this, hug it out, bitch, like little things right. like that in the show, which are still really great, but they don't get the same sort of shine as some of the other memorable moments. Um, they, they recently, I mean, they talked about this on office ladies, you know, for the merger, which is where we, we see this. Um, and of course this is to like, this is such a perfect crossroads for comedy writing where you have all these new, you get an influx of new people into the office and you get a chance for Michael Scott to reintroduce himself to new people and do stuff (laughs) to impress them and make a good impression. So you get lazy scram, right? And, Mm -hmm. uh, they talked about this, um, on the episode and I think, um, one of the writers, um, Brett Forrester talks about this of like there was there was so much good comedy they filmed for this episode and they had to cut they were like out of all the episodes they had to cut the most good stuff out of this one Um, and part of this is like they have this they had to make this whole separate music video and it just didn't leave room for so many other jokes and I wish I could have seen them but I'm glad they they went with this because you get you get to see how Michael is so connected to Scranton itself Um, Mm -hmm. I mean you see this even in this happens in, in the client when they actually are reading the script of Threat Level Midnight. And yeah. then all the way through this one, you, you get these little breadcrumbs of how dedicated Michael is to Lackawanna County. And even in this, there's little <laughs> jokes about the museum in this. Mm-hmm. There's uh, you, you learn that, oh, Scranton is the electric city, which you do see on the sign in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael's love of Scranton is, is like is like nailed in here. We like Cujitos for the tasty bread. (laughs) (laughs) And these are all things that come up. Like we hear about Cujitos later. Like Mm -hmm. all these things come back around at some point. And it's really, really well done. Well, and they have Dwight. Dwight is in it too. And Dwight is just yelling. The little cars go in the compact spots. 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 I I absolutely love it. And then later that that sort of um, a key part when he's firing Tony uh, Mm. or Tony makes a decision to quit after like the one of the peak cringe moments in the show, which is them trying to help Tony onto the table. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he's and he and Michael says, "You didn't find Lazy Scranton funny?" He says, no, was it supposed to be funny? <laughs> Michael <laughs> takes that so personally. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tony would not know to to never say that to Michael just because Michael's going to take it so hard and, and lash right. out in the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But. But yeah, because you know that some of the more established uh, Dundon Mif- or Scranton workers probably would just be like, "Yeah, it was it was fine, Michael." You know, yeah, um, that kind of thing, and just kind of get on with their day. But yeah, two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, one of, also one of my favorite parts of Lazy Scranton is just that <laughs> in in Lazy Sunday, they they do this like time lapse or they do this like. Um, stop animation thing where they're standing and they like move around. Um, oh yeah. Dirt, Michael gets dirt. it wrong and you can see their steps. They're just walking. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so funny. Cause it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it takes a long time to do that. And then he just like, he's like, I think this is right. <laughs> and, and well, uh, there's also another appearance of a large plate of bacon. In Lazy Scranton, oh yeah, which oh, yeah. Is another hallmark of of Dwight being involved. Yeah, we just played a, a huge bacon. amount of bacon. Call my man Dwight just to see what's shaking. Uh, the the cadence of the way they rap is just off in such a perfect way. They're just a, always a little behind the beat, and it yeah. doesn't quite work. Um, <laughs> you got to think Michael 
was just starting to make like you know what it, it's gonna work we have to make this thing before the new employees show up um and uh as, as far as like a world building thing we just get a little snippet of what they showed jim when he showed of the yes, blair witch thank you yes uh and so oh, clearly yeah. he takes whatever is the hit hit thing in pop culture at the time michael makes a movie about it to yeah. welcome his new employees the scranton witch project i get so the scranton scared witch project. when people don't <laughs> label <laughs> their personal food <laughs> that's uh, i'd like to see that full cut as well yeah or and anything else that he might have made i mean we know that michael also brainstorms ideas into his tape recorder song parody yes. ideas movie ideas screenplay mm-hmm. ideas often yeah. through tears yeah he had no arms oh, yeah. or legs he couldn't see here speak <laughs> this is how he led a nation <laughs> You cried at that tagline you wrote. <laughs> For a movie you, you made, made up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, a baby man. were president, there would be no government. There would be no <laughs> laws. And things could get terrible. Probably a better idea for a screenplay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, moving on to... Um, Another uh, uh, masterpiece, I would say, is mm. is the local ad. Indeed, um, this is. I mean, this uses everybody in the office again. It, it's may, maybe this is the most heartwarming thing he's made. Um, it this is, is a, a this is a nice one because he's uh, they Ryan tries to tamp down his ideas and his creativity. And at the end, he comes up with something that actually is really unique and creative. Yeah. Um, and it's a way better ad. Definitely. That's, yeah. Yeah, if it I is. saw that on TV, I'd be like, I need, what is this company? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to that website. If I saw the, the one the other guys made, it's just like, oh my God. Trying to find customer service at a big box store. You can wave, or you can smile, or you can. This is a part to really, you know, show us who you are. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, but no. Michael attacks this. He 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 believes that corporate has given him the keys and say, "Spread your wings creatively, make an ad for us." Mm-hmm. And he takes it very seriously. And unlike everything else we've seen so far, we get a little investment from not just Michael, mainly Pam making the logo at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the stakes are much higher in local ad than they've been, I think, in any other video. Um, but if you're gonna like attach one video to each season which you can do uh season four is got to be a local ad mm-hmm. and michael yeah. stakes his entire reputation on this yes he's willing <laughs> yeah. to put his entire yeah. reputation on the line <laughs> I do and yet love... again you know david wallace knows exactly what's coming because he's seen he's seen the video michael made and he's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it is funny that like michael time and time again thinks this is what he's supposed to be doing like he's yep. shocked that yes He's not going to he's like the plan wasn't for him to direct and write the entire ad, <laughs> like which Correct. is just, of course, it's not his job to do that. No, <laughs> no, that's so far from his job as a man, as a regional manager. Uh, and yet he's more invested in this than just about anything we've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love I mean, he gets Pam involved in a really awesome way. Uh, mm-hmm. She animates uh, the the little title at the end. It's cool. It's very yeah, cool. That's, that's a cool. Is there is there a gif of that? There's got to be. Hmm. Limitless paper to paperless world. Yeah. 
it's touching by the end. I mean, yes, of course, Michael really goes back to his old uh, stereotypes and he, he rolls them all out in the local ad, but, <laughs> but it is... Yeah, that's true, yeah. It is... Uh, his his love of his employees is palpable uh, and what he believes and what he's doing. Uh, it's a weird meta, like, I... I should be making films and I'm going to use this film to show how much I care about providing paper to mm-hmm. people in Southeastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, one it... thing as passionate as he is about making his own movie and being the star. And he's mm-hmm. also so willing to have everyone be in his movie too. Yes. Right. He wants to give everyone that little bit of shine, even if he's very stereotypical about how he wants to use them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he uses, he uses the local ad as a rally point. Uh, for not, I mean, not just for Pam, but he's like, okay, he's like, we have three scenes to film. We got big scenes. We have a song to write. Let's get cracking. Kelly, I want you to do makeup. Oscar, I'd like you to do costume design. Oh, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Phyllis, and then sends Phyllis on the Sue Grafton mission. We get <laughs> the most, right. we get the most flustered, emotional Phyllis we see on the show. Outside, it's like when she gets flashed, and, and when she's she trying said, to no, get but you told crack. me that I shouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> Phyllis, did you or did you not get Sue Grafton? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I find well, the mystery genre disgusting. I hate being titillated. <laughs> if so, I mean, we've been kind of going chronological here, but I think in this is obviously season four. But there are a couple more videos in season three that we should touch on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is in Ben Franklin, which is Michael's video to oh. his future son. Yes. Oh, yes. Hello, son. That's what, that's, yeah, <laughs> we know it's going to be a boy. <laughs> yeah. What if he's a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> There's, la, la, the last thing I want to spend local ad too is oh, just sorry, a shout yes. out to our, no, a shout out to our, our theme song for this show, uh, coming from that ad. That's true. Yes. Of course. Mm. <laughs> the way he rejects Daryl's song. I hate it. <laughs> He's such a diva director. Like, yeah. yeah. Daryl actually makes an awesome song. And, mm-hmm. and then, uh, which leads to what I think we had it. We've had some listeners send in. It was like, you know what? I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather hear or read than Jim's letter to Pam is hear Michael's mixtape that he gives Daryl. <laughs> I'll make you a mix. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we, didn't, did we do that as a Patreon thing? We made, we tried to make what we think is on that mixtape. Probably. Mm. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Tagging off be. of la- uh, uh, join us on Patreon. Five bucks a month. Become a Scott's tie. <laughs> <laughs> Tagging off last week's episode. That's a what did I say kind of moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sounds so familiar. What would be on Michael's mixtape? Um, but yeah, right. no, that's a that's a great call out. Uh, but but back back to the movie for his future son. Um, yes. Uh. It gave that gives us the drop from the beginning of this week's episode, and then <laughs> Michael trying to give various tutorials to show his son the dealio of life. Yeah, <laughs> the dealio, the dealio. Trying to jump and like, there's something. Uh, so I mean, I think one of the office writers, I, mean, I think it was Mindy Kaling, like had a tweet about like this is these are things that I wish I could have written Michael Scott's thoughts on, or something mm-hmm. like that, because mm-hmm. you know so much of it is Michael re- re- responding to things of pop culture. And this is a little bit of a flip where it's Michael giving life lessons. And you don't get that very often to someone that he feels like he needs to truly teach. Um, mm-hmm. so jumping, a, jumping a car, <laughs> moving a woman's bra. And then you put these... this one just anywhere. 
Yeah, the <laughs> Dwight just like yeah, Dwight. It, it's really it's a lot like Survivor Man where he kind of looks at the camera and he's just like, "This is mm-hmm. don't yeah. do that." No, <laughs> put those anywhere, and you put those, and it's like you, dude, you're jumping a car. He literally puts four ends of the cables in the same car. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just put these wherever. And then he's clearly doesn't tell Pam what's about to happen when he's like, oh, "We're gonna know how to remove a bra." She's like, "What? No." <laughs> and uh, what a great, great editing cut to Dwight sitting on the chair with the bra on. The way Thanks, that he turns Pam. back to the camera, the way he looks yeah. over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> twist. Yep. But once again, it's just like Michael just thinks movies are so important. This is the best way to give people the information they need. <laughs> I think, too, that to Michael, there's something legitimizing about being on camera or being on film and being on Definitely. screen. Like, there's... There's something that makes whatever he's talking about more authoritative because he's the person on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and this whole uh, thing is meta because yeah. this entire time he's being filmed to be on TV. Like, he's the star of the uh, show, of this documentary, and he's being documented making. It, this is the show within the show. Shout out to Kave. You've seen the, the show about the show on YouTube? What? No. Oh, no. Anyone out there, if you want to get real weird, just watch... <laughs> It's called The Show About the Show, and uh, okay. every episode, it's this New York filmmaker who's a weird dude, but every episode, he makes a documentary about making the previous episode, and that's the entire show, Oh, and oh. it gets very bizarre. Great. It's it's great. <laughs> You've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, check it out. Um, <sighs> where were anyway, we? Anyway, so, <laughs> yes, the, the, sorry, the future, future video is kid. Anything else about that one? Uh, just, just that, man, I, Michael approaches every situation in which he needs to teach with complete confidence, even if he knows nothing about the subject. There's something, uh, totally irrational about it, which I absolutely love. He goes head first into everything. Does he eventually run this this by Holly, this video? (laughs) Oh, hey, I made this video. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of reminds me, like. Uh, this is a threat level moment from threat level midnight the episode but um he's talking about the movie and he's like are you worried about where this is going to take me because i need you to keep me grounded and she says i'm not worried about that (laughs) (laughs) she she can defuse these things so well not worried about i yeah i do imagine actually that it was it was probably a more serious moment where he was like listen if anything ever happens to me you need to show this to our our future son Although yeah. you imagine that Michael and like Holly would think like, oh, we should redo it, and and they work out bits <laughs> that only they think are funny, and they would reshoot it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I oh my gosh, I would love to see that. Um, well, the other video from season three is Michael's apology in Product Recall. Hmm. Oh yes, yeah, we did. We 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 glossed over that one. Following, um, I um, love that yeah. one is one of the funniest. I think it's starting with. That he his American flag is four separate printed out sheets of paper, <laughs> tiled to create an American Perfect. flag behind him, um, and as we said earlier, his apology quickly turns into a threat. Yeah, <laughs> and a uh, little discussion about how how Michael would do against a SWAT team. And she was mm-hmm. like, they would flank you and throw in a concussion grenade. And <laughs> don't you think you're taking this a little literal, Dwight? <laughs> um, really Action. good stuff. Cut. <laughs> I, it's, and in so many of these videos, it's Dwight t- totally undercutting Michael's authority and seriousness. Um, yeah. Like, 
in the Dundies, Michael talks about you have Dwight sucking the footing out of the room, but <laughs> like Dwight is the way that Dwight plays plays in these moments is so great. The way that he injects yeah. his complete seriousness, or the way he takes everything literally, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just the just, wettest blanket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an AIDS test? No, Dwight. The, uh, we we also get to see these sort of. Um, you know, dr- dropping the the cards with the yeah. script like mm-hmm. that's clearly something Michael has wanted to try. Um, he thinks that's gonna work. <laughs> the hairspray, um. the hairspray. <laughs> yeah, just the way that Dwight dotes sticky. on Michael with the peanut butter, everything like that. Everything. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an egg on your head. Yeah. Uh, have you guys looked at this uh, Easter egg where it's a cue card that Michael doesn't read, but it's on the cue card? Mm. Oh, no. what? Different What's scripts. on it? Okay, so uh, this is what Dwight says. Uh, or it's on the cue card. It's, it's a lot of Michael talking about how it's unfair for him to resign. Right. Um, it wasn't even me. There's one thing to remember. It wasn't me. Um, but this is what Dwight has on the cue card. It says, I need this job. My mortgage is hundreds of dollars a month. With this job, I can barely cover that. I have a company car, but I still have to pay for the gas. Gas prices are high, and I have no savings whatsoever. And it wasn't even me. It's so not fair that they want me to resign. Oh my god! <laughs> it's hundreds of dollars a month, and I can barely afford. That. I have no savings whatsoever. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, well, uh, I think. What about? Uh, I, I'm glad we remembered this one because we added it this morning. But Survivor Man uh, yeah. is another yeah. another yeah. time when we get Michael. Uh, he doesn't have the slightest idea what he should be doing uh, to survive out in the wilderness. But because he's on camera, uh, he has the authority to speak about it. All the confidence, (laughs) none of the skills. And thanks to Dwight's watchful eye uh, is saved from uh, poisoning himself. The way that he cuts that pant leg with the knife and he's like, Oh, got to avoid my carotid artery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Just the fact that in the course of that, he like, turns his pants into shorts and then duct- uses a lot of duct tape putting them back on to his, yeah. on his pants. <laughs> All in the course of three hours, I, I have tented my pants to make a sort of a pants tent. And then, <laughs> he takes he takes one of the piece of his cutoff pants and he puts it on as a hat and the way he does this little like kind of presenting <laughs> what he did is such a, such a funny moment because the whole time you're seeing his bare legs but still his like shoes and socks and there's it's just the funniest look this is a beautiful piece of material just the loudest rip (laughs) uh and like like we were talking about michael having the camera on himself i think gives him a little bit of a you know he's 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 very confident in in giving all these terrible ideas but also um in how honest he can be Mm -hmm. like i think having the camera on him helps bring out that honesty like I, if he was just in the woods by himself i don't know that he would have yelled out in the same way mm-hmm. i wish yeah. i could have gone with riot on that cool retreat i i feel like having the camera helps bring that out of him a little bit mm. and th- there's something i mean every one of these videos we've mentioned even if he knows he's making it just for a specific group like say the valentine's day video or faces of scranton like and he mentions he might submit it in film festivals all of these videos he assumes are going to be seen by a lot of people. Yeah. Like right. like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. He just sort of knows at some point it's going to be seen. And it's funny because it's true when you look at this documentary and the show. But like 
uh, he brings this level of like, it's not quite perfectionism, but no, there's no video too small that he won't put his entire soul into. And there's something kind of impressive about it. Obviously, he's terrible at it, um, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know that. He doesn't care about that. He's mm-hmm. like, he does his absolute best in what he thinks is the best video he can do with what he has. It reminds me a little bit of when he gives the apology on behalf of Saber. Mm-hmm. He's so happy to do it and mm-hmm. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. on camera yep. and to give to be the face of the company. He's so happy to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he. That is true. He is always uh, anticipates the biggest possible audience for all of his work. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think uh, I think his his last movie though, which would be Get Him to the Dundies. I think he's a little realistic about this one. It's it again. It's made. He knows he's making it for a specific audience. Yes, um, it kind of kills in the room. It kills. It totally does. Yeah, it totally does. And he gets a performance out of. Uh, D'Angelo, who's mm-hmm. not comfortable performing, uh, so Get you know. I mean, the Dundies. <laughs> just the like he's he's figured it out to some extent. I mean, this is after Threat Level Midnight, so right. uh, he's had one thing. One thing about Threat Level Midnight again is that it, it's sort of a catalyst for him to have that character growth at the end of season seven, which kind of allows him to leave in a more sort of uh, well-adjusted place. Having that experience of Holly and being able to laugh at his own work. And realize yeah. that it's kind of silly. I think that sets him up to make uh, this get him to the Dundies movie so much funnier and hit so much harder because he knows yeah. who his audience is, yeah. his staff, fig- and he's yeah. acting just like them and saying yeah. ridiculous things as them. He's Angela, Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lo- at the end of the episode when he's like, Stanley, you like that part with Phyllis? <laughs> Apollo yeah. and I can't get up. <laughs> Stanley's laugh just kills him. <laughs> Oh my God. There's there's an aspect of this video that all these videos are leading up to this one, and it's actually way better produced than all the other ones. And it's almost like the hallmark of the fact that of how much he's improved is he gets Oscar to care a little bit about figuring something out about it. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> when you get the talking head from Oscar, and it's like that's it. He made it. He made he made Oscar a little bit invested in a video. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is a real like I remember uh, being in. Um, uh, film school and them telling us like anytime you see a mirror in a scene <laughs> yeah. like there is a significance to that <laughs> because because uh i mean people hate filming around mirrors because you can always see all the gear and the crew mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know if you don't mm-hmm. like set it up right so uh, oftentimes it's a it's a very deliberate specific thing so that's what oscar's talking about there but <laughs> I know it has no cost. And we've disagreed with this because I I now think you're right. But for a long time, what I thought he was talking about is the camera trick that Michael was able to pull off with looking at D'Angelo looking in the mirror and it's Michael. And that's the moment where Oscar's like, wait a minute, how did he actually do that? Like, that's not easy. Did he did he break down a wall of the bathroom and he's standing on the other (laughs) side? Like, how does Michael pull off that camera trick? It's what crazy. Is, what does Oscar say, though? He's like, the analyst in me. The, the analytical, analytical part, part of me mean, wants to examine yeah. it, but I know there's no it, content. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's he's speaking about it like uh, he wants to analyze it like a piece of literature, almost. I, yeah, see, he I wants thought to, he wants he to analyze it as a piece of filmmaking. Like, how did he actually, how did oh. Michael Scott, of all people, manage to pull off that camera trick? I'm with Sean on this one. I think, I thought it was like, 
I'm right here in a good way. He was trying to tell everyone that he's always there when they look in the mirror, that he's never <laughs> right. going to be gone from the office. No. That's the way I always thought of it. I, yeah. I, I, I came, and once you guys pointed that, I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. But just for a long time, I, I was like, but seriously, though, how did Michael do that? <laughs> with his resources, with like the, the way that shot is? It's like, you can do it. He can do it. He, yeah? he's, been do goofing, he's been messing around on okay. Final Cut Pro enough. <laughs> oh, he did it in editing. Okay. You know? The, Gotta the lock off your shot. <laughs> <laughs> the impressions that he does of all the characters is just—it's it, kind of the perfect. peak of his filmmaking. That's the yeah. best use of his impressions. That's the like for the perfect audience. I don't know, man. We can listen to some records with the huge earring for some I reason. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why that's there. I followed it. I can't get on. With the, she's holding knitting needles. Like, yeah. <laughs> oddly his enough, Angela voice. These are all like, different. These are all different wigs than uh, than Dwight has, right? I mean, we don't. <laughs> That's true. Who did Dwight's he get the wigs got from? Stanley, Meredith, uh, Angela, Angela. Jim. Okay, so Angela, I guess he said he has wigs for everyone in the office, right? Yeah. So, so these must be Dwight's mm-hmm. wigs. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd. I wish he'd done leaving ever. one. Leaving one Dwight's wigs are called Dwigs. Nice. <laughs> leaving one Dwigs. <laughs> I thought I thought they would dust off the sumo suit one more time for Michael to do a really bad Kevin impression, but uh, do that. Uh, could have been. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think there's something um, there, there's something kind of interesting here when you when uh, when you put all of these movies back to back to back to back and what that says about Michael. Uh, we've we've talked many times about how Michael as a character is such a is too big to kind of do in one episode. You kind of have to carve up these little sections of his personality. Mm. And try to and try to look at it that way, and I think this is a really fun way to look at his personality and how uh, his character development grows, as well as his filmmaking skills. I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, no kidding. Sure. Um, but yeah, just a, a fun a fun topic overall. I, I mean, yeah, to go all the way from diversity tomorrow to get him to the Dundies, like you know, ne- never give up. You know, if you're if you try something and you're bad at it, just keep <laughs> keep going. Yeah, you'll get you'll figure it out. Uh, I did want to say too the that BFD engaged ain't married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, never ever give up. Um, I did also want to say though, uh, get him to the Dundies. I I didn't even realize it that, like you were saying earlier, these are always movies related. They're always mm-hmm. topical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally didn't ever think about get him to the Greek is yeah. what oh, that yeah. is supposed to yeah. be, <laughs> totally. which would have come out the year before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another aspect of all these videos with Michael is that he, when you get really inspired by something, you see it and you're like, ooh, I want to do that. And you start to make something and you realize, oh, I'm just kind of doing an impression of this thing because I'm really yeah. inspired by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael has such irrational confidence that he just, he, he does that without even thinking about it. He's just like, ooh, I, I can do that. I can make that. And almost all these videos are examples of that. I think it's funny too that when you take Michael out of, when you when you remove Michael from the manager role, the filmmaking role, the director role, whatever, and you put him in the call center, mm. he's talking about movies. Everyone is so enthralled by what he has to say and his point yeah. of view. Yeah, and uh, so maybe he's reviewer. got something that uh, <laughs> that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, underestimate him. No, uh, I, I want to two last notes that I, I think we uh, we didn't say on local ad. Local ad is the only time i can think of in the whole show where they do a jump in time 
Because remember, he's like about to send it to corporate, and then it goes 10 days later, and he's like, oh, well, it's yeah. been tough. The genius is a corporate rejected my commercial. Um, weight loss has a few yeah, of weight those, loss. Oh, I for, of course. I, I guess the summer ones. But still, interesting that they do that. They don't do that very often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right in the middle of it, yeah. Um, and they air that, and the bartender hits on Pam a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You ever been on uh, a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we also get because we also find out in this episode that Meredith must live kind of close to Jim and Pam because Jim gets the ride home from Meredith because Pam's working late. Oh yeah. Piss yeah, right. are gonna right. off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> you coming? <laughs> With Michael editing his office and Dwight watching Michael Watch editing his office. You know, it's blanket. Some of the little, uh, and you mentioned like uh, I'm singling you out. <laughs> you mentioned the Kit Kat bar. Local ad has a lot of really great moments. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Sony. I yeah. Uh, uh, rewatching all of these, that one was like, oh man, I should watch that one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, any was other? There, was there a second note, or was that the uh, the? Did you get them both? I thought oh, you yeah. said you had two. Oh that, no, that was it. Was the two? It was it was finding out Meredith lives next to. Jim oh, Pan. Ma- oh, oh, right, right. right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, uh, I think then that takes us to our conference room. Five minutes. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room. Five minutes. So for conference room this week, we wanted to talk about uh, a meme that we've been sent quite a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I know. From fans of the show and fr- just personal <laughs> friends as well. Yeah. The caption, uh, and maybe you've seen it, probably you have. It says, all podcasts have the same three people hosting it. And they're all characters from Pixar movies. The dad from Inside Out. Uh, Linguini from Ratatouille and the collector from Toy Story, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. Pretty funny burn on all of us, I think. Yeah. Um, but, but Somebody yeah, just... literally sent it with a screen grab of our of our Zoom. one of our videos. Yeah, I know. I know. So who's who, guys? Who? Let's get to figure. I'm out bald, so I'm the collector from Toy Story. It's true, and you got a little beard. You got a beard, and I got a beard. It's not a goatee, but. <laughs> and then actually if we are going by haircuts i have uh no facial hair so i feel like i'm linguini and then alex yeah. you're the just uh hair and mustache maybe yeah i mean yeah. i i've i've definitely been known to have a mustache and uh that's, that's me god yeah. that's his we've, we've... correct it's accurate <laughs> oh, i would say edwin you're the best cook so that make that also tracks yeah well yeah when I have my rat on top of my head, you know. Edwin, you have a you have a discerning taste, uh, so you'd be the collector. <laughs> so I'm all of them. <laughs> or sorry, Sean. Sean, Sean, sorry. Sean, Sean, Sean is the collector. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, okay, right. Yeah, we got we that that hit us hard. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I like uh, it. Boom roasted, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Boom uh, right. exactly. Second week in a row, we're roasting ourselves, <laughs> which leads us to our next meme uh in this segment getting flamed by memes yeah uh i guess the second one is an onion headline that came out today and uh, i'm sure a lot of you are familiar but the onion is a satirical uh newspaper that i think all of us really get a kick out of um this was an onion headline today the office actors launched podcast urging fans to try watching something new (laughs) i I thought it was so funny that hilarious uh um, but yeah, part two of, of get, getting crushed by memes. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you read that, if, like the headline, but it says responding to countless fan requests for a cast reunion. iHeartMedia announced the launch of a new podcast Monday in which actors from the office, that is our parent, parent company. iHeartMedia. Hilarious. It's so good. 
So oh, man. Congrats to everyone involved in making that. You got us. Um, <laughs> please don't watch something new. Keep watching The Office. Yeah. Stay yeah. here as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in bed under the covers, please. I mean, Please we, watch The Path. We've also <laughs> talked many times before Remember about me? how... I was Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's super that's niche. Old, that's super niche. Old bit. That's a uh, okay. That's Josh Rubin, the comedian impersonating Aaron Paul. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Please watch the path. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you okay, uh, if you want to, it's a very funny episode. It's from a few years ago, but Josh Rubin on you made it weird. I think it's oh, Josh yes, Rubin returns. But if you mm-hmm. want to listen to that, that's full of laughs, a ton of really funny impressions, and you'll know what the heck it is yep. that we're laughing about. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that does it for conference room this week. Unless you have some more memes that you want to throw our way. Last thing I want to say about the off about the the onion things because what the onion does best is make these funny headlines, and the more you think about it, the more you realize how much commentary there is below. And this <laughs> one, it's like there's a sentence in here. There's a full article says, that goes with it. Yes, and it yes, says that's what you're referring to. Yes. It says office super fans won't want to miss Mindy Kaling's on air plea for people who use quotations from the show to realize that this whole thing is hardening into an outright pathology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's funny too, because uh, the more they make podcasts, the more successful we are <laughs> too. So that's cr- I know. It helps, it helps us. Out. It helps us. So I hope that they do not uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that takes us to trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Uh, This week's trivia is provided by Kate from Boulder. Kate writes, hey, guys, just wanted to say that like everyone who writes calls in, I love and thank you for the podcast. It's helped me get through some really lonely pandemic walks and some really anxious commutes to a new job. My husband. Hi, Bob. Bob. (laughs) And I have watched uh, the office. We brought the milk duds. (laughs) have watched the office together nearly every day that we've been together for seven years and separately before that it's our happy place we use episodes to pump ourselves up for awkward dinner parties we don't want to attend and then to wind down with the sweeter less cringy episodes after we've had horrible days anyway we were recently watching training day and i was struck with a few moments that i just knew i had to write in about for trivia i hope it's not too basic well over the gums and through the lips. Look out, stomach. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Question one. <laughs> what drink does Michael order when he's waiting at the bar for D'Angelo? Tequila sombrero. Yeah. Close. Uh, Tequila sombrero. Kahlua sombrero. Kahlua sombrero. Yeah, yeah. That has been a trivia question like three times. Definitely, definitely. And I know because we get it wrong every time. I mean, it's so easy to miss. It's like yeah. right at the start of the episode, uh, too. Yeah. Lewis Sombrero? Like before <laughs> he's on screen. Is he says yeah. it. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I It can't possibly be a real drink. Um, Let's look it up really quick. Okay. Let's see what we can do by reading. It's on... I mean, I'm seeing it now on cocktail sites here. Oh, it's, it's just a, it. it's a Sombrero cocktail with Kahlua is what it sounds like. Okay. What anyway. is a Sombrero cocktail? Yeah. I, I know what that is, but... Tell him so Sean knows what Yeah, it is. we better. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone doesn't know, could you yeah, tell me what yeah. that is? Uh, it's looking like uh, ingredients. Two ounces coffee liqueur, two to three ounces cream or milk to taste. That's what? It. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
That's a sombrero? Okay, anyways. <laughs> Sounds like a coffee drink. Okay. Uh, uh, question two. How does D'Angelo and Michael's joint toast go? <sighs> Weird question. Wait. It's yeah. like to life or something like that. It's, getting through it. It's going to oh. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be shocked if you guys can get this. You want me to read it? Uh, yeah, yeah please do. It. Please do. D'Angelo says, to beginnings and endings. Oh, okay, yes. Michael yes. says, oh, do you want to finish it? Can yes. you do it? Uh, and to middles. Uh, and then they, then it's, the, and it's the, um, to the troops. To the, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, to, okay. to, to moms. To moms yeah. and the troops. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, to the, to beginnings and endings and to middles and unsung That's... heroes <laughs> and to moms. The moms of the troops. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Question three. Wait, is it is it the moms of the troops? That that's what Kate has here. I and I trust oh, Kate. I thought it was moms and the troops. All right, <laughs> moms of the troops. <laughs> uh, what does Michael tell D'Angelo that he'll miss most about Scranton? The people, the mountains, and where things are. Okay. <laughs> uh, question four. What are the three things D'Angelo says about himself during his introduction to the rest of the office staff? He loves the American Southwest. Correct. He used to weigh 300 pounds. No, no, he doesn't reveal that. He loves uh, the Winter Olympics? No. No. Does he mention his peanut allergy here? Yes, he mentions his peanut allergy. And then last thing he says, he's just... Oh, I'm going to tee Edwin up because I think he can, but I, I don't remember what it is, but okay. he says something. I'm, a, I'm as comfortable as here oh. as there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what exactly Edwin's it thinking. is, but he says, oh, I'm as comfortable God. out of this as, as I am of this. As I am as a blank. <laughs> as, uh, it's like a play or a theater. You're, you're close. I don't know. What opera. I'm as comfortable at a ball game as I am at the opera. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I, we're getting killed right now. I know, yeah, I pick know. Pick it up. Okay. According to D'Angelo, Jim and Pam's baby could be the star of what show? Babies I don't, Babies care, I about. don't care about. Correct. And then finally, according to D'Angelo, if you're going to go whale watching on the East Coast, you might want to bring an umbrella. Binoculars? I don't know. A magazine. Oh, called Whale Watching or something like that, right? Yeah, I do not remember this, but I remember, yeah. according to D'Angelo, if you're going to go whale watching on the East Coast, you might want to bring a magazine called West Coast Whales. Yeah, and then it's like a <laughs> laugh line for the rest of the staff. Yeah. Okay. Well, roasted by memes, roasted by trivia. <laughs> Jeez, um, yeah. Uh, Kate, uh, gr- great job Taking on the hits. trivia. Thank, Thank you, you. Kate. Yes. She writes a couple more things here. Uh, Alex, oh. I was having the same issue with my not-so-smart Samsung TV not being able to get Peacock. As of last weekend, the app suddenly appeared as available for download, Ooh. and I did so. <gasps> and it works. I hope you've experienced the same thing. What news? That's great. Lastly, regarding right. the voicemail you recently shared, a uh, voicemail episode you recently shared asking about moments when Michael truly thinks he changes something, I cannot believe that nobody mentioned, I declare bankruptcy. Oh, that's <laughs> a good call, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, sure. Uh, cool, cool. Box it up. 
Kate. Thank you so much, Kate. Uh, if you have trivia that you'd like to stump us with, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a message. That's 503-694-9314. We call us and uh, leave a message. We love to play the messages on the show. Um, <clears throat> we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a, me- a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. You can become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. Uh, you get a bonus a mailbag episode where we answer uh, pretty much all the questions we get through Patreon. So that's kind of like a, um, a direct line to us. Uh, uh, we also donate some of our funds to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Uh, so special thanks to our Scott's Tots. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all our artwork. This episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat. Thank you for listening. Uh, it just uh, We absolutely love and appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Thank you for hanging out with us, uh, for going down these weird rabbit holes on random office topics like Michael's movies. Uh, if you have any ideas for random episodes like this, please let us know. Uh, I, always, you know I, I think it's always fun to try to look at the show in new ways. Um, but again, take care, stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me his Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.